There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. My beautiful bouncing babies, and welcome to another delightful edition of Corbin versus the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. On this, our 95th week of the 2020 experience, or is it the 49th? The 26th? How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? We've completely abandoned any concept of time over here, my friends. All the cool kids are doing it. Let's inject some disinfectant directly into our eyes and embrace the chaos. Join me. I, for one, will be embracing the chaos by doing something I very rarely do on this show, which is talk about Donald Trump. Uh, As a general rule, and you might have noticed if you're a frequent listener, I try to give Donald Trump as little creative real estate on this show as humanly possible. If I do bring him up, it's more in relation to something I'm more interested in talking about, like the Democratic race or the Masked Singer or Mortal Kombat or pro wrestling or literally a billion other things. That's mainly because in the main, I hate talking about Donald Trump and I hate when other people talk about Donald Trump. My personal reason for doing this is because I don't like to force my brain to acknowledge that he's our president when I bring him up, and I've done a pretty good job of suppressing that on a day-to-day basis. That is my version of self-care, but I also avoid talking about him mainly uh, because very much like a tiny demon child, he thrives off of attention. Humans need water to survive, plants need sunlight, and Donald Trump needs attention. That is where all of his power or his perception of power, I love alliteration, comes from. Half the reason that his supporters love him so much is because he is able to stir up shit whenever he wants just by shooting his mouth off in random directions. And as any kindergarten teacher will tell you, negative attention is still attention, especially when we have established that he can do or say literally anything and will face no actual legal consequence for as long as he is in office. So whenever he shoots his mouth off, says the crazy shit, their power moves on his part. He's playing us. He can say whatever he wants, knowing full well that it's going to set the agenda of the 24, 48, 72, whatever hour news cycle for the day, for the week. So talking about him unprompted in the main, in my book, is just playing into his big fat dumb troll strategy. So usually I don't play along. I call it my see no evil, hear no evil policy. But when it's bad news related to Donald Trump, I have literally no qualms about joyfully sharing that with all of you. Like it's a big old bag of Easter candy. So let's dig in. Uh, Republican strategists are in panic right now because a whole slew of polls have been released from all of our favorite battleground states showing Donald Trump trailing across the board to the ghost of Joe Biden. Polls from Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and even Florida are currently showing clear leads for Biden. And worth noting, these are all states that went to Trump in 2016. If you can turn three or four of those and keep all of the blue states from 2016, then you have a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, Democratic victory on your hands. High five. Very sexy news indeed. The fact that it's a close race in Florida, of all places, Biden has a four-point lead there currently. Uh, That gives me a big glowing case of the feel goods. If Florida goes blue, that's going to be a really hard thing to come back from if you are the Republicans. And if it goes blue, I will get a goddamn neck tattoo of Carol Baskin hugging a tiger. That is how strongly I feel about it. 
So it would appear, based on those numbers, that all of that wonderful sympathetic support that Trump amassed during the initial period of coronavirus has finally started to evaporate. And I think that that is due in part that Trump's usual tactic of hogging all the attention is starting to backfire on him because now even the uninformed voters who have had their head in the sand this whole time are watching him and hearing him on a daily basis. They have no choice. You see, in the distant past, 100 years ago before lockdown, if you recall, ordinary people that didn't have political access to grind, they had jobs and hobbies and lives and pets and families and porn addictions and serial killing habits that they could use to distract themselves from following politics. But now that we are all living the same lockdown, sterile, surviving on streaming media lifestyle, we are now all focused on the same thing. We have the monoculture on steroids. We're focused on the same stuff. Tiger King and coronavirus and maybe the NFL draft if you're really cool, but mainly it's the coronavirus thing. And by extension, we are paying attention to our dumb shit president's response to said coronavirus. You see, my friends, I don't subscribe to the belief that Trump is some evil mastermind secret Hitler, which is a great game, by the way, if you've never played it, secret Hitler, great game. I'm not making that up, by the way. I just think that rather than being a secret mastermind, he's just incredibly dumb like a level of dumb that you only encounter once or twice in a lifetime. And if you have been watching his daily coronavirus press conferences, like I have as part of my afternoon satanic self-punishment ritual, you will understand what I am talking about. He is a babbling big dumb, and he has no idea what is going on, and that is clearly obvious to anyone that is paying attention. And he knows that, and so he is resorting to his only tactic, which is to say crazy shit. Because in the distant past, when he got called out on his bullshit, he could say something crazy like, we're trying to buy Greenland, or we're going to war with Iran, or Mexicans shouldn't own hats, or something weird like that. And then we'd spend the next 72 hours of the news cycle trying to unpack the crazy Trump thing that Trump said. And that worked out pretty well when we were all living the standard American low-stakes lifestyle. But now, we're playing for stakes. People are dying. People are out of work. Oil prices have taken a swan dive and curse splatted on the ground. The economy's in the shit. Shit matters now. And we are all helplessly watching the guy who is supposed to be in charge of all of it talk out of his ass or fart out of his mouth. He's done nothing but be publicly and loudly wrong this entire time, and that's very hard to deny and make excuses for after a sustained month and a half. You can only bury your head in the sand for so long before that shit becomes obvious. First, he said that the virus would go away on its own. And that was wrong, and he had to walk that back. Then he said that everyone wanted to end the shutdown early and go back to work. That was wrong. He had to walk that back. And keep in mind, Trump only has power as long as he admits that he is correct. When he has to walk back what he says, when he has to apologize, that's when he shows weakness. And that is when his supporters turn on him. So, you know, people want to go back to work. No, they don't. Then he said that hydroxy, mopsy, flopsy, cottontail, chloroquine was a miracle cure, and that was wrong. And now we've ratcheted all the way up to injecting bleach and flooding your body with UV light is actually good for you phase of the descent into madness, and we may have thankfully finally discovered the nation's sanity-breaking point. Uh, worth noting that research also suggests that smokers are less likely to get the disease, so next week, I fully expect Trump to show up with Joel Camel and the thank you for smoking people to let us know that smoking is cool again. Bank on that. That is, of course, if there are any more press conferences in the future, fingers crossed, after Bleachgate on Thursday, it seems like so many people were pissed off and bamboozled at what Trump said that it actually shut him up for a whole weekend. Happy day. Even Fox News was bitching at him. It was amazing. It was like the World War I Christmas truce. People were holding hands across partisan lines and collectively slapping our faces at what might actually be the dumbest thing ever said by a person in history during a moment of crisis, adjusted for inflation, of course. He has signaled that he might be ending the daily press conference because some galaxy brain and his staff finally got it through to him that looking like a dipshit on a daily basis is cool if you're Homer Simpson, but not when you're the president. Uh, he can't do the usual distraction game anymore. And it's actually kind of fun to watch him twist in the wind. You live by the 24-hour news cycle, you die by the 24-hour news cycle. That's what my grandpa taught me. 
I'm just trying to find the silver lining in this continuing terrible, horrible, no good, very bad reality that we all inhabit. And if I am wrong, and he still pulls off some sort of win in November after we shoot ourselves in the foot for the 1,000th time, then I will cheerfully admit I was wrong as I hurl myself off the nearest skyscraper while doing the best impression of our economy. And in that uplifting spirit, let's listen to some rip-rollicking tunes. This is The Chats and their song, Do What I Want.
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Do What I Want by the Chats, followed by Thick, capital words, Thick, T-H-I-C-K, ripping it up with their song Five Years Behind, and wrapping it up, we had Snarls and their track What It Takes. And now that we are all filled with that funky, punky, thrashy energy, let's talk about Dead Dictators. Or maybe not dead dictators. It's a brand new segment, ladies and gentlemen, on this show called People Who Might Be Dead Now. And it features our favorite North Korean thick boy, Kimmy John Unger, who, depending on who you ask, is either dead, brain dead, in a coma, asleep, or just chilling in Cedar Rapids. Nobody really knows for sure. Well, I bet Ray Ray the janitor knows, but Ray Ray knows how to keep a secret. Japanese media is claiming that Kim Jong-un is in a vegetative state after receiving emergency heart surgery. This is after a number of other rumored international sources have alleged that there is something very stinky in Weekend at Bernie's going on in North Korea. A little bit stinkier than normal for North Korea. I, for one, am shocked that being approximately 500 pounds and a chain smoker and playing Game of Thrones with nuclear warheads might give you some potential health problems. But keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. This all started about 10 days ago or so when he no-showed what is essentially their New Year's celebration, April 15th, where North Korea honors the memory of Kim Il-sung, their forever god-king emperor who lives forever in their hearts and minds or whatever goofy shit they believe in over there. Uh, State media has not released any official statements from him in an amount of time either. He has effectively dropped off the map. Where could he be? On one hand, you might think that he might just be trying to protect himself from that nasty coronavirus going around, but that would also directly contradict the North Korean overall propaganda message that dear leader is a superhuman who laughs in the face of puny mortal germs and bench presses 5,000 pounds and shoots a perfect golf game, so that doesn't exactly make sense. But who knows? Maybe he's just really into Animal Crossing right now and can't be bothered, or he just started watching Breaking Bad, I don't know. And not many people know either. There's no consistency or confidence in the reporting going on abroad, mainly because there's no such thing as a free press in North Korea, so we have to get all of our information from five or six hand sources. South Korea claims that the reports are exaggerated, Chinese reports claim the same, Russian reports, even though nobody asked, claim that Vladimir Putin could beat Kim Jong-un in an arm wrestling contest and drink him under the table, regardless of whether he's alive or not. It's a very exciting time to be alive. Nobody knows anything. It's a big, fat game of international telephone. Who wants to play? And uh, this might be a controversial statement on my part, but I am very much hoping that the rumors are true. I know that wishing death on people isn't very Christ-like of me, but I do find it slightly amusing that one of our world's objective bad guys might be at death's door. Keep in mind, this is a guy who executed his uncle by blowing him up with missiles. That is top-tier Bond villain shit. And this is, of course, in addition to all your other standard evil dictator machinations. It makes your average Republican look like they work at Greenpeace way, way farther along on the evil scale. So if he goes, I'll consider it an apology letter from the universe after it saved Boris Johnson's life from coronavirus, which I'm still a little sore about. If you're going to take John Prine, you have to take someone shitty too. That's the rule. It's just basic thermodynamics. So who knows? Certainly not me. For now, Kim Jong-un is Schrodinger's dictator, both alive and dead at the same time in all of our hearts and minds. Did he go to the great gulag in the sky, or is he just hanging out in a hot tub with Elvis, Tupac, and Flores Henderson? Tune in next week to find out. I'm feeling some weirdo Brit rock right now. This is a hot track from HMLTD off of their new album, West of Eden. This is their song, Satan, Luella, and I...
trying to be though. Trying to feel it. Trying to be it. Ce n'est pas mon problème, je ne suis pas ton chien. Ce n'est pas mon problème, je ne suis pas ton chien. Welcome back to Corbin versus the World, Dudes and Dudettes. You just got done hearing Satan, Luella, and I by HMLTD off of their very good new album. Next, we had a new track by Everything Everything, one of the world's most criminally underrated, underrated bands. That's just my humble opinion. That track was called In Bird Song. And rounding us out, we have Baxter Deary and his song, I Am Not Your Dog. Now that we're back, friendos, you will be overjoyed to know that I will not be using this segment to talk about pro wrestling this time, and instead, I'll be talking about a different cornerstone of white trash culture that is our boy's insane clown posse. As we all know, the holy trinity of white trash is insane clown posse, pro wrestling, and Hank Williams Jr. in that order. Our country has been dealt one of its biggest losses to the disease to date this week as the insane clown posse have canceled the gathering of the juggalos for this year. They have issued a sad statement through Twitter explaining to their loyal barbarian fans that for the sake of everyone's safety, the gathering of the juggalos will be postponed for this year. I'm sure the cops in that neighborhood will be overjoyed, but that means that every juggalo in the country will be deprived of their own version of Burning Man. It just has twice as many drugs. I was a bit curious about how that was all going to break down because I really thought that surviving on nothing but Fago fast food and crystal meth would give your average juggalo a biological immunity to the virus, or indeed coronavirus might actually be afraid of juggalos and not infect them, but... I guess it's just best that they play it safe like the rest of us. It is important to remember that beneath the teardrop tattoos and the meth mouth and the BO, juggalos are human beings just like the rest of us and are deserving of our sympathy. So if you would like to make a donation to help out a struggling juggalo, please visit our Patreon page. 
so that I can embezzle those funds for my escape yacht. I, for one, am heartbroken about this new development. I had plans to go undercover this year to the gathering of the Juggalos and learn the ways of the Juggalo so that I could write a book about my experience or maybe make a David Attenborough-style nature documentary, and I would be like the Jane Goodall of crackheads. But Alas, it was not in the cards this year. A lack and alas. I spent $1,000 on bath salts and Jinko jeans for nothing. And that's going to be a hard thing to write off as a business expense, but I'm still going to try. Or I can just wait for someone to throw a white trash Halloween party whenever we can all see each other again so I can justify my lavish experiences. So better luck next time, killer clowns. Good looking out for your people. Also worth noting that we are living in a universe where the insane clown posse is practicing better ethics than some Republican politicians. God bless 2020 and God bless you. Here's more tunes. Look upon you.
Good evening, my friends. Before we continue this episode, I just want to remind all of you that there are people suffering in this country. Every eight seconds, a juggalo misses a meal. And when a juggalo misses a meal, it's a tragedy. With strip clubs and waffle houses around the world closed down, a juggalo may have to walk for miles upon miles before finding a friendly McDonald's or a 7-Eleven to provide them with their daily sustenance. There's only so much Gatorade and cinnamon rolls in the world to go around, and we're running low. This takes a toll on the Juggalo and their society. We at the Juggalo Support Foundation, sponsored by Corbin vs. The World, say no more, no longer. These people deserve our love, care, and support, or they will burn our house down. When Jesus was preaching on the hill, he stressed that we must support the weakest in our society, I think. That means that Jesus wants you to support the juggalo. Don't betray Jesus' wishes. Place a call to our hotline at 420-666-6969 in order to make a donation. You will have the gratitude of the juggalos and the world on your side. So tired of the straight line. 
Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing the Secret Sisters and their song Silver. Next, we had Lily Hyatt and her song Little Believer. And then, rounding us out, we had Brandy Clark featuring our boy Randy Newman, Left Foot, Right Foot, and their song Bigger Boat, a song that was not inspired by Jaws, I promise. So, friendos, we are wrapping up this episode. Thank you for listening for our lovely public service message at the beginning of this bit. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Corbin versus the world. Follow me on Twitter at Corbin D. Alba and follow us at NoCoFM at NoCoFM on the Instagrams. Also, be sure to check out my blog at www.corbinversustheworld.com. I'm going to leave you with a lovely new track from Jonesy. I think that's how you say his name. He's a singer for Seeger Rose, and he has a new track out produced by A.G. Cook of the PC Music Brigade. It is a match made in musical heaven. That track is going to be called Exhale. Next, we'll have a track by Bonnie Vare called P-D-L-I-F because I'm all about them letters in the songs and the artist names today. And finally, we have a new track by an artist named Naeem, N-A-E-E-M, and that track is called Simulation and also features Bonnie Vare. And one of my favorite new artists that I've just discovered, his name is Swamp Dog. He's a 70-some-year-old R&B blues singer that don't give no shits about nothing. So be sure to listen to that Swamp Dog too. So, friendos, thank each and every one of you for your time and your ears and your attention. I will catch you next week. Appreciate ya.
Niggas is mechlo, I'm pumping that petrol, and business is booming like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing is real, we in the hills, on foot on wheels, you in your fields, we in the building, we in here building, we stacking ass up like logos. All of my niggas is mechlo, I'm pumping that petrol, and business is booming like Tesco, yeah. Except for the glamorous, no ice on our wrist. We eat the rich, brain so good I flip the whip. So I sit still, see a semiotic, saw a sailor sinking, thinking he was walking, walking on the waves, saying he could save seeking souls, really. Do the ball of rope, pulled him on the boat, gave him breath again till we slowly woke, kissed him on his lips, then I stood and cried. This ain't rock and roll, this is patricide. Locking up children and banning books While I'm popping bottles with dope boys that bottom them Till we shoot our babies like Sandy Hook No truth to be found anywhere we look Can't be fucked with any bloke Russian bust like came mob on these archons And bitch I know all of my exodus All of my haters get X and O's 
All of my mixes on X and Coke. All this side is starving. We go to harder good deep when we feed them these decibels. Easy. Easy as making the mill off a mill that you cut from a wheel. You could hold numbers on Billboard or give voter potus. No, I do not fuck with you still. Facing all men in reality. Even before this analogy, I'ma keep poking these niggas. They woke these niggas until they raise my mama's salary. This has been a production of NOCO FM.